Welcome to a Sunny Side Up Life podcast, a show for the woman who is ready to live an abundant life full of freedom and positivity. I'm Sammy Womack, and I'm on a mission to help you break free from survival mode, gain financial freedom, stay motivated, and focus on what matters most. Join the movement, and let's start living on the brighter side of life together. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode This week, we are going to be digging into the Dave Ramsey baby steps, what my opinion is on them, what I agree with, what I disagree with, the pros, cons, what they are in general, and all of that. And so I'm really excited to dig into this episode. Before we jump into that, I have a couple announcements. Um, First of all, I need your help with the next few episodes, um, the next few solo episodes. I have the next uh, few interviews. (laughs) I say few very lightly. I have interviews lined up until literally November, so I'm good there. Um, But the solo episodes every other week, I need y'all's help with because I want to answer the questions that you guys have. I want to talk about the topics that you guys want to hear about. So I want to hear from you. What do you guys want to hear about? Let me know. Shoot me an email, um, post in the Facebook group, send me a DM on Instagram, whatever you want to do. Let me know what you want to hear, what questions you have so I can address them. Um, The next few episodes, I want to talk about what to expect in the first month of budgeting, and what to do when you feel like you're too broke to budget. Um, And I just kind of want to get back to some like basics of budgeting. And I feel like with the whole COVID and all this stuff, I feel like everyone was just really, and and still is, um, in kind of like a needing to start over type of perspective. Like for the first like six or eight weeks, a lot of us were just in a like survive kind of mode. And now I feel like a lot of people are kind of like, okay, how do we restart? How do we rebuild? What do we do? Um, And kind of looking at things a lot differently. And next week, I have Nicole from Greatest Worth on as a guest. And her and I are really talking a lot about creating a big vision, a long-term goals, and how to do that, and especially right now, how to kind of readjust and and kind of move forward. And so I kind of want to do the same thing here. I want to kind of start at a lot of the basics of budgeting again and walk through a lot of that with you guys and answer your questions and all of that. So I want to hear from you. I don't want this to be a one-way conversation, which I know is kind of challenging on a podcast, but let me know what you guys want to hear. Um, Next announcement. I have decided to jump back into YouTube. If you guys have been here since the beginning of the brand, like almost four years now, YouTube was everything for me and I used to do a weekly YouTube video and it was everything and then I started the podcast almost two years ago and YouTube has gotten put on the back burner but I am starting YouTube again. I had a video that just came out um, in the past few days and then I want another video that's going to come out in the next couple of days and then I have some more um, in the works. So I'm going to link in the show notes to my YouTube channel, but you can always just jump over to YouTube and search A Sunny Side Up Life and you're going to find it. Um, and so I, my goal right now is to put out a video every Saturday since the podcast comes out on Thursdays. My newsletters come out on Tuesdays. Um, I figured YouTube's on Saturdays. Let's see how that goes for a while. So if there's something that you would like me to talk about on YouTube, also let me know about that. It's going to be more of like screen share type of things, more of like things that you need visuals for, things that are difficult to share on the podcast with just audio. Um, so 
that's going to be a lot of fun. I've had a lot of fun editing them. I've let myself relax a little bit, be more silly, um, just have fun with it and not take it too seriously, but still get you guys some good information. And my goal is to keep them under 10 minutes, hopefully, um, definitely under 15 minutes and go from there. And so that's really exciting as well. Um, what else? What else? Um, Magic and Money is back open. I told you guys that last week, week before, something like that. I'm going to also link to Magic and Money. It is one of my free resources and we have completely upgraded it. It is so amazing. It is a 10-day free course to help you with your money mindset. So I will link to that as well. I have a lot of um, free goodies for you guys this week with the new YouTube video, the free course. So great. So, okay, what we are here for. Let me scroll back over to my notes. Oh, my goodness, you guys. I have not really talked about the baby steps in a really long time, and I'm really excited to do so. So I'd asked you guys over in the Facebook group and on my Instagram stories if you guys had any questions or comments regarding the Dave Ramsey baby steps. They were actually pretty tame. I didn't get any like hate the Dave Ramsey baby steps or like Dave Ramsey baby steps or everything like it was pretty tame it wasn't really one way or the other which was kind of surprising to me usually people are very like very pro or very con <laughs> um, very, people are very opinionated one way or the other so um, most of the comments I got were about baby step one right off the bat but before we jump into baby step one, there is a such thing as baby step zero, okay? And a lot of people don't talk about this, but baby step zero is technically getting current on everything, getting caught up, um, just making sure that your bills are paid on time and that you can buy this week's groceries without using a credit card. Um, and for a lot of us, I say us because myself included, baby step zero was a real deal. Like it was like a couple of months deal. Um, so definitely don't like, don't sell yourself short on that. If it, if it takes you a couple of months or a paycheck or two, you know, to get baby step zero done, just to get caught up, just to, you know, get the electric bill paid and have some grocery money without putting it on a credit card. I don't want you guys to think that if that's where you are, that it can't be done. Okay. Um, so that is definitely part of the baby steps. So you don't have to jump right in to saving the thousand dollar emergency fund, which is baby step one. And I'm going to list all of these in the show notes for you guys. So, um, I'll list them baby step zero, one, two, three, all, you know, all of them short. So if you're not familiar with them, you can scroll down, take a screenshot or write them down in your notebook or journal or whatever. Um, and I will, <laughs> I'm also going to link to, I'm linking to all kinds of stuff this week, a super old blog post from 2016 about our walk up the baby steps. And it's really like the very beginning of our journey. And I even have my handwritten um, of the seven baby steps and where I wrote total money makeover to remind myself to read Dave Ramsey's total money makeover. And I have a picture of the exact piece of paper that I wrote it down on the very first night that I ever Googled anything about budgeting. And this is the very first thing that I wrote down. And I wrote, um, on this graphic in this blog, this piece of paper literally changed my entire life. And it did. And I feel like love or hate the baby steps, agree or disagree, or somewhere in the middle, the baby steps are the cornerstone of the debt-free community. They are. And so many people have started there. Do you have to follow them 100%? No. Do you have to agree with them 100%? No. But 
the truth is, is that the baby steps were developed to be mass communicated, okay? The reason why they are steps one through seven, cut and dry, $1,000, three to six month emergency fund, blah, 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 all how they all are, why they are so cut and dry, why they are so quote unquote rigid, you know, a lot of people will say they're rigid, they're too strict, they're whatever, is because they are meant to be a starting point. They are meant to be mass produced. They are meant to reach millions of people. Okay. And when you are copying, pasting the seven baby steps, when you are saying them on repeat, as Dave Ramsey and his people do, you have to have a script down. You know, you have to have something cut and dry to say one through seven, this is what you do. It's much easier to do that in mass quantities faster than saying, okay, well, let me look at your specific situation. So I think that that is one of the pros and one of the cons at the same time. Um, the pro is, is that it does reach millions of people. And even if you don't follow them 100%, at least the message, message has reached you, right? The con is, is that it isn't a one size fits all. You know, you can't just mass produce one size of tennis shoes and then be mad that they don't fit everybody. They're not going to fit everybody, right? But you're like, well, it's better than having no shoes at all. So, you know, that's kind of my weird analogy for that. Um, so I do love that Dave Ramsey has been able to reach the masses, that he has been able to be an influential beginning step, no pun intended, for millions and millions of people. And that's amazing. Okay, I think where the con comes in is that they cannot be followed 100% cut and dry. You follow them 100% or you fail. You know, I just don't think that that's effective. I think that it's best to know the seven baby steps, know what they are and get going, you know, and as you get going, start to kind of adapt and adjust to what makes sense for you? What is going to happen? What is going to help you actually succeed? What is going to help you actually retire early or become a millionaire or become 100% debt free, send your kids to college, give generously, whatever your long term goals are? However, you are going to get there, that's what you should do, right? And, and next week, when I have Nicole on, when her interview goes up, you guys are going to be able to hear um, more of her and I talking about how to reach those long-term goals and how to actually make them fit your values and your family's goals and your ideas of success, right? Um, and that it's, it's not a one-size-fits-all and that's okay, right? Okay, so uh, baby step zero, get caught up. Baby step one is the small emergency fund. And so this is classic $1,000. And I think this is the thing that most people don't agree with. When I asked for y'all's questions and comments, this was the most common thing. $1,000 isn't enough. Um, it's a good place to start you know, but it's, it's just not enough. And a couple people said like, we, we did it. We followed the, the thousand dollars, but now looking back, I, I don't think that it was enough. Um, so that's what I hear most common in reference to the baby steps. So for us, a lot of people kind of go the other way. Like they're like a thousand dollars is not enough. And we were, we had a, um, a women in finance YouTube collab video, which I can link to. <laughs> Again, I'm linking to something else in the show notes. And we were talking about this in, in that video, which is also, which kind of what inspired me to want to do this episode for you guys. Um, and somebody, one of the ladies said in the group 
that the thousand dollar baby step one was from what the 80s 90s when Dave Ramsey first started preaching the baby steps so let's let's figure in some inflation here and again a thousand dollars is easy to say a thousand dollars we're mass producing this message you know it's easy to repeat easy to remember but in reality is a thousand dollars enough and a lot of people will say no it's not we actually were kind of the opposite on this this spectrum, which is crazy that so many people think that it's not enough because <laughs> we actually thought $1,000 is so much. And when we first started, we had $0 in savings, literally did not even have a savings account open. And I thought, who in the world just has $1,000 just laying around? What kind of bougie, luxurious lifestyle are these people living with $1,000 just sitting around? And that seemed like a crazy amount of money to us. And we decided that we were going to do 500 And 500 even, even seems like we, we had never had that much money just sitting around. Um, so we started with 500 And our first like real emergency was of course a plane ticket because it seems like it's always a plane ticket for us um that I mean my husband works off at the time he was in New York I think now he's in Puerto Rico but either way it's still flying and yeah so it was a plane ticket and it was like $800 plane ticket or something and so obviously our $500 emergency fund did not cover that. And so we learned that lesson pretty quick. And we started to slowly bump it up to a thousand. But I say like, if you are feeling like we're feeling a thousand dollars is is a crazy amount of money, start with 500. If that's, if that makes you like, if that seems like an attain, obtainable goal. On the other hand, if a thousand dollars is like not even your rent, you know, it's not going to seem like that much money. So maybe it should be two or three or five. You know, I mean, I guess it could be four. I don't know why I skipped straight to five. But you get my point. <laughs> um, I say pick a number that makes you feel safe. Something that is not so comfy that you fall asleep at the wheel of your goals and you get just way too comfortable right? We don't want to be like so comfortable that we're just like, oh, well, you know, I always say that there's no point in having $20,000 in savings and walking around with $20,000 of credit card debt like that just, you know, it's a false sense of security. It doesn't really make much sense. So find that balance of like what makes you feel safe what is like, you know, if my car starts making a funny noise, I'm going to be okay. If my husband needs a last minute flight, we're going to be okay. But not something that's so, so much so that it's a false sense of security and you lose that sense of urgency. And I think that was really the ultimate goal. That's what I got from it, from baby step one was you don't want to lose that sense of urgency. You're supposed to not be super comfortable. Therefore, you hustle through getting that debt paid off. But then other people will say, okay, well, I, you know, this, this debt is going to take me like five years. I can't sit around with just a thousand dollars for five years. So there are a lot of people that will continue to save and pay off debt at the same time. Obviously, when you divide and conquer, you are you are dividing, you know, you are splitting money that could be knocking out debt and putting some of that in savings. But for a lot of people, that's their reality. That's what they have to do because their job isn't secure or, you know, they're driving a car that's on its last leg or whatever the reason is, or they just that's their sense of security is they have to keep saving. You know, 
you're in a bad place in your life and yeah, you have to get this debt paid off, but also like I I need that rainy day fund because I'm just not 100% sure of how things are going to go. Um so I think that I baby step 1 is definitely the most like kind of controversial, the most debated part of the baby steps. And I think that if you're getting hung up on that detail, you're missing the point in the first place. The point here is to save something to get started, to have some kind of cushion between you and whatever life throws at you. That way you feel like when you get a flat tire um, or, you know, your transmission goes out or whatever it is, you don't feel like life is picking on you. You, you just feel inconvenienced. You know, there's a difference. Um, so that is the whole point of baby step one. So you take that as you will. Is that $500? Is that $5,000? I can't tell you that 100%. But I would say pick somewhere in there and um, adapt and adjust it to fit your real life. That's the most important thing there. Okay, baby step two is to pay off all of your debt except for the house. And I would even add in that part could be interpreted a little bit too. Um, There are some people with student loans that are more expensive than their house. And there are some people with a second piece of property. For us, we had two houses and a piece of land. So we kind of did like a, we did like all of our consumer debt was like, was like part one of baby step two. And then we had our land and our rent house, which were like, our land was like 60 something thousand and our rent house was like 90 something thousand. And that was kind of like our part two of our baby step two. And then our big house was, you know, just like way later, obviously. So I feel like, again, you know, definitely adapt and adjust to fit your real life. If your student loans are $100,000, you're not going to wait that long to start saving your big emergency fund, which we're about to talk about. Um, So if it is a huge amount, I mean, you can push it back. Like you can... You can rearrange your baby steps a little bit there. There is no financial police that is going to come and get you. The most important thing here is that you are making a plan, that you are being intentional, that you're thinking about it in the first place. You're actually doing something, okay? If you do this a little bit different than Dave Ramsey says or someone else in the debt-free community says, or even I say, (laughs) as long as you're doing something productive, something to get you closer to your goals, that's all that matters, you guys, okay? That's all that matters. So Dave Ramsey says, line up your debt from smallest to largest balance and do the snowball effect, which means that you will only pay your minimums on everything except for the smallest, And you will throw all of your extra money at that smallest debt until it's gone. And then you'll take that money, you'll take all of your extra money and apply it to the second smallest. And you'll just keep rolling and rolling and rolling the snowball until you get to all of your debt being paid off except for your house. Okay. Um, And then you, you tackle them one by one. There is also the avalanche method where you will line them up highest interest rate to lowest interest rate because obviously you know the highest interest rate is accruing more interest than the lower interest rates and a lot of people will say that that is the best way to pay them off because mathematically that's what makes more sense on the other hand of that dave ramsey will say We're not doing this for the math because if you were doing math in the first place, you would have never gotten into debt in the first place. I felt a little burned when I heard him say that for the first time because that was definitely me. 
Um, yeah, like if you were so good at math, why did you get into debt in the first place? There you go. So the snowball isn't meant to be about the interest that is building up. It's meant to be more about the momentum and getting that quick win. And so you get that quick win when you pay off the smallest debt first. But then other people will say, I don't need a quick win. I need to get out from underneath of this 20% credit card or whatever it is, right? I need to get out from this um, IRS debt because they're like literally knocking on my door. I have to get this paid off. I don't care what order they're in. I have to do this first. And so again, do this in your own order. Mix and match the order. I don't care. I think the most important thing is to actually make an order. Like decide what order you want to pay them off. Even if you change that order a year from now, pick something now and write them out. So we did, for the most part, um, did them in the snowball order because I felt like I kind of needed that quick win to get us going. Our first three debts totaled like $100. <laughs> they were like really small, like remnants of medical bills that I had just they had been sitting around for like a year and one of them was like eight dollars I'm not even kidding it was ridiculous that I just let it sit around I think in this old blog post I'm scrolling through it I yes my lowest was eight dollars the second lowest was 34 and the third was 52 dollars and I had them just sitting around and they were like over a year old they were actually Izzy's um, bills from when she was born in January 2014 and I wrote this list out in February 2015 so they were definitely a year old which is crazy to me um, and they were just sitting there and I definitely needed that quick win I got to cross three things off my list right from the get-go and um, I just felt amazing and like I needed that quick win um, so definitely pick an order you know and if the snowball makes sense to you if the avalanche makes sense to you if you do more of like pain factor you know the IRS is like on my tail or I owe a friend or a family member and it's like it's hurting our relationship I'm going to pay them off first cool do you it doesn't matter um, as long as you are doing something another thing that I am going to link to <laughs> is the easy budget debt snowball calculator so my friend Marilee from easy budget she's been on the podcast before you guys have probably seen her in the debt-free community she's amazing um, she has a debt snowball calculator that I actually have an affiliate link to and it's only a few dollars and I will I will link to it but it will help you add up your debt and it will help you play around with the numbers um, see how long it's going to take you to pay things off um, it gives you a place to put in extra payment amounts. So you can pay like minimum, like it'll let you do your minimums. It'll let you do, okay, like every Christmas I get a $500 bonus. If I throw that in there, what will that change my, my payoff timeline to? It'll let you play around with the numbers and like switch up the order. And it's super great. And if I was to go back, I would definitely have used it, but I, it didn't exist then um, and I recommend it to everyone. So I'll link to that as well. If you're someone that has like an overwhelming amount of debt, you want, you don't know what order, you can get on there, um, play around with her debt snowball calculator and you're going to love it. So where are we? Um, baby step three. So baby step three is to save three to six months of expenses and this is another part where people are like, that three to six months is a real gray area there. <laughs> what do I do? Three or six? So I think, again, I think this is probably the loosest part of the baby steps where, like, you do you. Is it three or is it six? Is it four? Is it five? <laughs> um, pick. You know, and this is kind of like you have all your debt paid off except for your house. 
theoretically, according to the baby steps, you have everything except for your house paid off at this point. Again, I say like if your student loans are like $100,000, if you got some crazy stuff going on, you know, you might want to rearrange that order just a little bit for those bigger things. But according to the actual baby steps, everything except your house should be paid off. And then you're going to do the three to six months of emergency fund here. Um, someone asked, one of our questions was, what categories are included in baby step three? So for us, we picked, we went more on the number, on the overall number of money, the amount, the number of money, <clears throat> the amount of money that felt good. And then I kind of worked backwards from that and figured out that it was about five months of living somewhat comfortably. It wasn't bare bones, but it wasn't like, how we were continuing to live, how, how we were currently living. So it was like somewhere in between. It was a little bit of a cutback. Like obviously if my husband um, was unemployed or something like that, we wouldn't be going out to dinner twice a week or, um, you know, we could always pull our kids out of dance class. We could, you know, not buy any new clothes, things like that. But still, living in the same house, but still buying the same amount of groceries, using the same amount of fuel for our vehicles, things like that. Um, and so I kind of found that happy medium and I figured out that the amount that we had picked, which I can't remember what our original was, maybe I think it was 20,000, 25 maybe when we still had both of the houses it was something like that. And it was because we had, obviously, we had to pay two mortgages and all of that. And so I think it was like a 20, 20 or $25,000 um, was what our baby step three was. Now, currently, ours is 15 because we are renting. We have zero debt at the moment. And it's more of like the number 15,000. The Gosh. The amount, 15000 felt comfortable for us. Um, and it could last us like three to six months-ish, you know. So it doesn't have to be exact. I say again, you know, go through what would be in that budget for you. What would your bare bones budget look like? Like what would barely scraping by, like I paid the rent, I bought enough groceries, what would that look like? What would currently look like? And where can we find kind of find that happy medium? Or if you do want to continue your exact same lifestyle, eating out the same amount of times you eat out now, um, getting new clothes the same amount of times you get new clothes now, living exactly like you live now, for six months, what would that look like? Obviously, that would be like a high number of what you would want your baby step three to look like. So it's not going to be specific for everyone with the specific categories, which is a great question. Um, but I think it's more of like looking at what your budget looks like right now. Like what would you want to include? For us, you know, we might want to keep our kids in all of their same activities. Would you want that to be in your baby step three? Or if something was to happen, if you were to lose your job, something like that, would you pull your kids out of those activities and not pay for them? Right? So obviously that's going to look different for every person. Would you still want to allow some restaurant money or not? Right? So go through your regular budget and kind of find that happy medium for you. And then I would say pick a nice round number, you know, 10,000, 15,000, 20,000, what, something like that. Whatever feels right, whatever number is like, I, I just feel like you'll know when you kind of settle on that right number. And that number might change for you. Like for us, when we finally sold our house and... We were full-time renting. We had zero debt. We dropped our emergency fund. Yes, it was 20000 because we dropped our emergency fund 15000 
We dropped it to 15 and we dropped it 5,000. There we go. Doing math in my head for y'all. Um, and I remember like we immediately, as soon as the house sold, we took that 5,000 out of our emergency fund and put it in the savings account for um, what went to cash flow our truck that we have now. And we did that like the very next day because <laughs> we were like, we are debt free. We are out from underneath that house. $5,000 of our emergency fund can now go towards our truck. And it was great. So baby step four, okay. And baby step four, five, and six are theoretically supposed to be done all at the same time. Okay, so baby step four is invest 15% of your income for retirement. Now, Dave Ramsey will say, wait until you are to baby step four to invest for retirement. A lot of people say, don't ever stop investing in retirement. And a lot of people will settle on a middle ground, right? That's kind of what we did. Um, we did, uh, we continued to do the employer match in my husband's 401k. We, we, his employer will put a certain amount regardless of what we put. Um, then they put a certain amount, they'll match all of it. And then there's um, another percentage that they'll match half. And so we did up to the employer match the entire time. And we had already been doing that. And so we kept doing that. And like we didn't, obviously we didn't really notice any different because we had always done that. So it wasn't like taking money away from anything because we were already kind of used to that coming directly out of our paycheck. We were totally fine with that and we kept doing it. And I believe that that's a lot of, I, I don't, I don't believe I know. I know that that is a lot of why our net worth is getting close to a quarter of a million dollars now because we never stopped contributing to the 401k. Um, and in reality, I feel like we were fine. I, I, I would continue to do it that way. If I was to go back and do it again, I would still do it that same way. I don't regret it at all. But again, I don't think there's a one size fits all. I think that if you cannot reach your financial goals in the amount of time that you want to, that's up to you. If you want to stop contributing to your retirement and you want to get out from underneath of all of this debt, and you want to really chunk money at it, or if you want to continue to save for retirement, you do you. I think the most important thing is to sit down and do the math on it. You know, sit down and write out the timeline. Where would we be if we kept contributing to the retirement account? Where would we be if we stopped contributing? And remember to factor in that compound interest. And a lot of people will say, you know, you can't get that compound interest back. And so that money that we invested five years ago when we were still in debt has turned into a lot of money now. <laughs> um, but we were fine with the timeline while still contributing to the retirement account. Um, and he'll say, you know, do 15% of your income. And even on that note, 15% might not be enough. Okay, so again, do the math on that part as well. Is 15% investing in retirement even enough when you get to that point? For us, I think the employer match was like 5%. And so that's all we were doing up until last year. All we were doing was 5% because that was the employer match. Um, and, it, and it made us a lot of progress. And 5% was better than nothing, right? But when you are 100% debt free, 
are you only going to invest 15% is my point. You might want to invest more like 20 or 25 or I don't know, whatever your goals are. I don't know how early you want to retire. There are literally some people who will invest half of their income because they want to retire early. There's an entire movement called the FIRE movement, financial independence, retire early. And 15% is not going to get you there. That's a whole nother conversation. Okay. Um, Baby step five is save for your children's college. Again, if you are, if you don't have children, if you're children have already been to college or already, you know, you'll skip that one. You'll adapt. You'll adjust. For us, okay, so technically we would be um, doing like baby steps four and five and seven since I guess since we don't have a house and we are investing for retirement now. We are not saving for college right now. Um, because we didn't like how it would make our timeline as far as how long we would have to rent when we get to build our home, which is our next goal, all of that kind of stuff. Um, so we're not right now and we're okay with that because we've done the math on it. We've done our timeline. We know, we know our plan and we know how it fits our priorities. Okay. So technically, once you get to baby steps four, five, and six, you should be kind of taking them as a lump sum and saving for your future, investing in your future, whatever that looks like for you. That's kind of how I interpret it. Okay. Um, I think this is kind of the phase where you're going to be cash flowing cars, um, cash flowing a boat, like whatever your goals are, your goals might not be to send your kids to college. And there are a lot of people who don't plan on paying for their kids' college. So they're going to skip that step altogether, right? Um, so I kind of think that this is the where it's like kind of a big catch-all for save and invest for whatever your future looks like. And that might be sending your kids to college. That also might be buying a sailboat and, you know, just sailing around the world. I don't know. Whatever your future looks like, that's what you're going to do in this part of the baby steps. Maybe step six is to pay your house off. So in this order of the original baby steps, you would still have your house debt while you are investing 15% and while you're also saving for your kids' college. Again, there are a lot of people who disagree with this. They're like, hey, I'm still in debt. Like my mortgage still counts as debt. Why am I, <laughs> why am I investing so much in retirement? Why am I worried about my kids' college when I'm still in debt from this house? And other people will say, well, it's gonna take me another 20 years to pay this house off. I'm going to go ahead and like live my life and like not super worry about getting the house paid off early. Um, so that's, you know, another place that people interpret it in their own way. And baby step seven is to build wealth and give. And so this is your house is paid off. You are fully on your plan for retirement, whatever that looks like for you your kids are taken care of, if that's college, if that's whatever <laughs> that looks like. And then you are just focusing on building wealth and giving and building a legacy for your family. And I really think that this is kind of like four, five, six, and seven is a whole nother world than baby steps zero through three. So I feel like they kind of split in half to me. I feel like zero through three is more of, all right, we're going to clean up a mess. We're going to get a little bit ahead of the game. We're going to be ready. Like we're good. We're on solid ground now. And everything after that, four, five, six, and seven 
are more, okay, we can actually start thinking about the future. We've cleaned up our mess with steps zero and one and two. We're good. Okay, step three, we're a little bit ahead of the game. Four, five, six, and seven, we are moving into the future. We're saving, we're investing, we're growing, we're giving, we're moving forward. So I think of them more in a bigger bubble, like more of a kind of free flowing, organic, I don't know, what other hippie words can I use at this moment? (laughs) I try not to think of them so rigid. But like I said at the beginning, they were meant to be easily repeated. They were meant to be mass produced so they could reach millions of people, which I think is amazing. And I think as long as you get the general idea, you're going to be fine. You're going to be good. As long as you get the general idea of, okay, I need to get caught up. Okay, I need to have an emergency fund. Okay, I don't need to be carrying around all of this debt. Okay, I need to be saving for the future. I need to be investing. Okay, I need to pay my house off. How can I build wealth? How can I give? How can I help my kids? How can I help others? And where do my dreams come into all of this? Where do I get to, you know, buy that boat? Where do I get to start that business I want to start? How does that all plan out? That doesn't always fit perfectly into a one through seven step process, but the general idea is there. And I think that if you use the general layout, you're going to do great. Just don't get caught up in the details. Don't let the rigidness of it turn you off. Okay. Don't let it make you feel like you failed. Um, a lot of people said in response to this, getting ready for this episode and over the past four years of me doing this, that the baby steps didn't work for them. And I think in that case, why the baby steps don't work is because you think if you don't follow it to the T, you failed. And that's not true. And you guys know that I don't think that's true at all. Take what you can get from them. Take what helps you and go. Okay? You don't have to take all of it. It's not all or nothing. If you adapt, adjust, you do them in different orders, you do whatever, you change the amounts a little bit, I don't care. Dave Ramsey's not going to show up at your house and ask to check your budget. (laughs) There is no financial police that's going to come and say, let me see your budget. Oh my gosh, you saved $3,000, not $1,000. You're out. Get out of here. Okay? You don't have to do it to the T to be successful. You don't. If $1,000 doesn't seem like enough for you, save more. If you're feeling unmotivated, another question I had was, how do you stay motivated? If you're feeling unmotivated, you're probably making it too rigid. Put something in there that excites you. Give yourself a reward after you hit a certain goal. If you're feeling like suffocated by this super rigid seven-step program, then switch it up. Okay, rewrite the script. It's your life. It's your goals. These are your baby steps. They don't have to be Dave Ramsey's baby steps. They can be yours. They're your financial goals. You do it how, what is going to make you excited, what is going to help you to stay motivated. You do that. Another question was, how do you prioritize investing and saving for college? Again, I kind of mentioned that already, but you juggle it the way that makes you excited. 
what works for you. For us, we're already investing in retirement, but we're not yet saving for college. And that's okay. We've done the math on that. We know where we want to be. We're fully prepared. Our oldest is nine. And if we don't have 100% of her college saved in the next nine years, we're fully prepared to help her pay for it, to cash flow it. Because we have kind of done the math on the retirement and we know we want to kind of put more of our focus towards retirement and towards savings right now so we can eventually build our house. And we're good with that because we've done the timeline and we've worked out our long-term goal. Okay. And I think that's kind of a good place to wrap. So I just want you guys to think about this. I want you to take the baby steps for what they are. Take them through the fact that they're a really great place to start. They're a really great framework, but they are not the gospel truth. It is not Dave Ramsey's way or the highway. Um, There can be a middle ground. I love the baby steps because I think that they have literally changed millions and millions of lives and they've changed the course of generations and I am forever grateful for that but if you're feeling like they don't work for you if you're feeling like you don't feel motivated with them switch it up a little bit adapt and adjust make a plan that works for you works for your family that will actually help you reach your long-term goals because that at the end of the day is what's most important not can I post on Instagram that I followed the baby steps to a T who cares that doesn't matter what matters is that at the end of your life you are where you want to be okay hope that that was helpful Don't forget to check out everything that I am going to link for you guys in the show notes. Haven't been writing these down. Let's hope that I can remember everything I said I'm going to link to. All right. I love you guys. Let me know um, what you guys want to hear in the next few episodes, what you want to hear on the future YouTube videos. Don't forget to click over to YouTube, subscribe to my channel, check out the new videos that I'm going to be putting up every Saturday, at least as of now, that is the plan. (laughs) And I will talk to you guys next week with the amazing interview that I have lined up for you guys. So don't forget to tune in next week. All right, that is all. Bye guys. Thanks for hanging out for another episode of a Sunny Side Up Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend because you never know who needs to hear this message. If you haven't already, please leave a review and subscribe. Reviews and subscribers are what help the podcast grow and what help new ladies find our community. And again, thanks for hitting play on this episode and for investing some time in yourself today. Remember that I'm always here to support you and I'm always cheering you on along the way. Don't forget that everything that we mentioned in this episode will be linked in the show notes. All right, that's all for me this week. Bye, guys.